Welcome to the Dead Tip Podcast with Drew Morcos of Moda Specialists. With professional athletes, there's no marketing. It's really just if you're good at what you do and you're confident in yourself, then good things will kind of lead to each other. Limited ankle dorsiflexion. Do they have enough hip extension on their back leg? And do they have enough internal rotation in a closed chain fashion on their lead leg? And so all of these different things can cause abnormalities in their UCL, which can then lead them into, obviously, the dreadful Tommy John surgery. I think one of the, one of the things that really helped me was, you know, continuing education. One of my first clients professionally was um, Russell Wilson with the Seattle Seahawks. You have to kind of learn, you have to have trial, you have to have errors, you have to kind of get through, you have to have mentors to kind of put you in the right position. Um, if you're trying to do it too fast, too soon, you're most likely going to fail because it's just, there's too hard, it's too hard and building trust with, with professional athletes is very difficult. This podcast is sponsored by Jet Set Rehab Education, where you can get your continuing education in travel destinations. Continuing education for physical therapists, occupational therapists, athletic trainers, and chiropractors. We remind you to stay after class. And if you want to check out what we have available for registration right now, go to jetsetrehabed.com. And I would also like to thank Coach Brian Part for providing us with the music for this episode. Live in Kauai, um, we got uh, Randall Glazer here. I'll let him introduce himself. Hi, I'm Randall Glazer, co-founder of Jet Set. I'm Andre Chavez here from Portland, Oregon, and the man of the hour. We're here with uh, Dr. Drew Morcos. I'll let him introduce himself. Hey, guys. How you doing? Glad to be on. So, Drew, um, tell us a little bit about how you got uh, involved with Modus Specialist. So, I started uh, Modus Specialist Physical Therapy about um, three years ago mainly because I wanted to start treating a little bit more in the sense of um, how I kind of wanted to just do things where I can give more quality of care. So, you know, we see we see patients an uh, hour at a time, one-on-one. Um, I was the director of rehab at USC Athletics for five years prior to that and just kind of wanted to um, expand a little bit more on continuing education and kind of really work on higher level athletes, professional athletes, and kind of be more involved at, in their progression in their career of playing sports. Uh, first of all, congratulations on a great lecture. This is like one of my favorite uh, Jet Set lectures that we've had. Awesome. Um, just a little backstory, like Jay and I went to uh, CSM in Anaheim. And they had a presentation where they're linking the hip to the shoulder as far as throwing injuries. 
and uh, we kind of left it like disappointed because they talked a lot about the hip, they talked a lot about the shoulder, but they didn't really um, make the connection as well as their lecture did. So this is the first time I've seen like just a full comprehensive lecture on just the full body looking at from the foot to the fingers basically and it, it all makes a lot of sense as well so you got the research to back it up yeah awesome. so yeah um so i wrote down a couple key points of just as someone that's taking the class it's, you know things that i thought were interesting that i never really considered um the one main one was when you were talking about when you did an inventory on all the non-contact acl ruptures as far as usc mm-hmm. at usc and then um can you speak a little bit on to some of the data that you found when you were going over that? Yeah, so the interesting that interesting statistic that we found when we're looking at all these ACL injuries with the athlete, all the athletes combining basketball, football, soccer, lacrosse, everything, our main focus was not just on how many we had, but what was consistent among all of them when they tore their ACL. And one thing that we found was that there was an ipsilateral lean on the leg that they were standing on. And that became more and more prevalent in a lot of the stuff that we were looking at to really understand, okay, well, yeah, we know that knee valgus is a common issue that we we have. And we always try to, you know, traditionally we always try to fix that knee valgus. But one thing that we really are looking into now and the way that, you know, we're looking at treating ACLs for prevention now after surgery or even before surgery is looking at this ipsilateral lean um, and this ipsilateral trunk lean, I should be more specific. And because what we're seeing is that the weight of the trunk from the pelvis up is a lot heavier than what the glute med and glute max and external rotators can do in our hip. So if I lean to, if I'm standing on my left leg and I lean to the left side, my knee is naturally going to go into a knee valgus position. And so if you add that dynamically with running and jumping and uh, very much a lot of variables kind of going into play with a ball and defenders, it's very hard to resist that knee valgus with that ipsilateral trunk lean. And by the time our brain sends a signal to the glute max and glute med and external rotators to keep our knee going into valgus, it's already too late because our body weight is too heavy leaning to that same side. And so what we're we're doing now and what we're teaching about here in this course is how to correct that and what you can do to help prevent that from from happening and really kind of putting all the pieces together because it's easy to just rehab an ACL client and get them back to playing sports. But did you really fix the reason of how they tore and why they tore their ACL in the first place? Drew, can you talk to um, some of your like return to sport testing that you do at your clinic? Yeah. So, you know, when we're talking about return to sport, we're really focusing on high-level movements, right? And we're talking, and it's not just the professional athletes that we're doing this with. This is just the community as well, local people, high school kids, whoever it may be, right? At the end of the day, they're competing at what level they need to compete at. <clears throat> so one of the one of the things we do, you know, we do the traditional um, triple hop and 
all of that that we know from Dr. Noise. But what we also really try to incorporate is jumping tasks that include <clears throat> different heights. So we want to make sure that we're also including the landing portion of, of jumps and not just the jumping up part. And you want to do that in a landing position that's a little bit of a distance away from just the box that you're standing on. And that'll help tell you a few different key things is, you know, what's their mechanics? How do they land? What are some imbalances that they have? And one of the key things is that when they're balancing and trying to hold their balance off of a, of a jump land is that any type of trunk lean, any type of movement where their arms are swinging and they have an ipsilateral or contralateral trunk lean, that still should be considered a fail. Because if you, mm. if you think about what we're just saying about a trunk lean is causing these lower extremity injuries, if they're doing it on a balance pad or on landing, then that's just an added factor to what's happening um, with these tasks. We're, do, we're doing a lot of uh, analyzing of pitching, like different you know, styles. And um, the, one of the things that you brought up were like common impairments that you see, just like you know, PTs are going to see with any kind of injury. So um, what does your exam look like when you get a pitcher with, let's say, like medial elbow pain? Like what are some of the things that you look at possibly away from the side of pain? Yeah, so um, that's a very common injury, right, with the MCL, the UCL at, with pitchers. And so one of the key things that we're looking at is, um, you know, what is it specific to their mechanics that's causing that medial elbow pain? Mm-hmm. Obviously, the elbow pain is the site of the injury, but it's not necessarily the source of the injury. So, you know... What I'm looking at, one of the key things is just their overall pitching mechanics. Like, how does it look like when they pitch? Because mechanics is going to really tell me a lot. And when I do that, I really want to also see what are those limiting factors that are maybe causing these these impairments. So, limited ankle dorsiflexion. Do they have enough hip extension on their back leg? And do they have enough internal rotation in a closed chain fashion? on their lead leg and so all of these different things can cause abnormalities in their ucl which can then lead them into obviously the dreadful tommy john surgery drew um you you treat a lot of like professional high level athletes that's something that i probably won't be doing anytime soon can you is there any experience that sticks out in your mind or any favorite moment that you have um working with professional athletes um, well, one of my first clients professionally was um, Russell Wilson with the Seattle Seahawks, and him and I really built a really close bond together. And I think just knowing his family and going to his wedding with Sierra in, in London and all, and kind of like different things like that, really kind of made a special connection between us. And we've kind of been through a lot. He's, you know, met my whole family. We went to his house had dinner with his whole family, with the kids. And so, you know, at the end of the day, um, my relationship with him and my connection with him will always stick out to me because, one, he was my first professional athlete, and, two, you know, we had a really close bond and connection. All right. Well, Jay just walked in the room. Jay Bott, he is the other co-founder of Jet Set Rehab Education. You got a question? Yeah, I do. All right. Here, I'll bring it Hello, hello. 
Um, just wanted to, Drew, I've, I've known you for a, a long time and it's, it's kind of funny cause I, I get, um, a lot of people who ask me, um, it's like, man, that, you know, Drew. And it's like, how, how does he, you know, how did he get on that path? Um, because I want to treat high level athletes and I want to do some of those things. So I know some of our listeners will probably have the same question. So how do they get on that path? So it wasn't easy, you know, like it took me 10 years to, to really get to that level um, I think one of the, one of the things that really helped me was, you know, continuing education. You know, that was my biggest thing. You know, I did orthopedic residency, did the sports fellowship, did some extra classes with movement links and different things like that. And it just helped prepare me to that position where I was, um, where I got to the position at USC as in athletics. And I think they're just dealing with athletes on a daily basis I was very fortunate. I know it's a, it's not something everyone can get into, but it's something that when I see it every day for five years, um, you you tend to kind of get really uh, proficient at what you're trying to do and trying to make these guys better. Um, and I still don't stop learning. I mean, I think one of the key things is, you know, everybody wants it now, right? And and kind of like, okay, well, I, I, I have my license, and so I should just go and start treating people on my own or I should just go open up my own clinic and kind of work on my own for for some time and I think you have to kind of learn you have to have trial you have to have errors you have to kind of get through you have to have mentors to kind of put you in the right position Um, if you're trying to do it too fast too soon you're most likely going to fail because it's just there's too it's too hard and building trust with with professional athletes is very difficult you know and so I've been very fortunate to where um, you know, one would lead to the other and it, and it becomes just a word of mouth referral. There's really with professional athletes, there's no marketing. It's really just, if you're good at what you do and you're confident in yourself, then good things will kind of lead to each other. You, you mentioned, uh, mentors, like who are some of the mentors that, uh, got you to this point? Yeah. Um, you know, being involved with the Kaiser program really kind of got me in with, Claire Frank heavily, um, Manny Young, Jason Tonley, um, a lot of these guys that kind of really pushed me to become better myself and not just be, you know, complacent and, and just kind of doing my job. It really, the, the push was always there to, to kind of get better. What would you think, or what should, should I say is what do you think has been one of the most influential uh, approaches for you with regards to how you treat your athletes? Yeah, I mean, it, it goes beyond just athletes. You know, the way I treat is very functional. Um, we're, I'm movement-based. Uh, the name modus is Latin for movement, and I really, really kind of use that approach in how I treat because um, dealing with anyone who's involved in any activity doesn't have to be a professional sport but you know just a runner crossfit um you know spartan races everything involves some type of close chain activity and i think what's really important is getting away from the idea of just treating in a you know on a table laying on your back you know working on range of motion exercises just there because there's way it's way more complex than just internal rotation stretching that on your on your and prone or in supine and so really understanding how can i 
functionally assess internal rotation of the hip, which we discussed a lot in this course today, and how we can really functionally reassess that and use that then into exercises um, is is what the next level of PT needs to kind of yeah. get their head wrapped around. Drew, if you could um, if you could change anything in the profession of physical therapy right now, what would it be? You're the king. I mean, it, I wouldn't really change too much. I think, I think what the listeners out there really need to understand is, us as physical therapists are movement specialists, right? So we are the only profession that can watch someone walk, run, throw a baseball, and really figure out exactly what's going on with them. Um, we've been under the microscope of massage therapists, we're rehabilitation people, we're causing pain, we're after uh, surgeries, but no one really gives us a a true uh, delineation, just like podiatrists are for feet, optometrists are for eyes, physical therapists need to be known as movement specialists, and uh, the full name of, of of my business is actually Modus Specialist Physical Therapy. So modus, again, is Latin for movement, so we're movement specialists. And uh, it's really important that the listeners out there really kind of dive into that a little bit deeper and really understand that, yes, we are specialists in movement, and we can watch someone squat down, someone do a lunge, someone pick up a box, pick up their kids to transfer them, and really kind of be the ones to understand, okay, you have this impairment here, you have this is what's wrong with you, and this is how we need to correct it. Well, one of the things is uh, I wanted to know is what it actually is MODIS. Is it your clinic? Is it a group of therapists? Like, describe it to us. Yeah, no, MODIS is uh, MODIS is my thing. I started in uh, 2016. I'm just me. It was, it's my brand essentially. Um, I have an employee right now, and um, we kind of run a small little concierge kind of boutique place. Um, and yeah, it's something I always dreamed about and always you know in the future hoping that it's going to be the next you know nike modus the next pepsi mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's going to be huge yeah yeah, yeah. you're gonna make soda and shoes yeah <laughs> <laughs> drew how's your um how's your jet set experience been this this time around it's been great i mean i think the approach of this um Con Ed is is very unique. You know, you get you get everything that you really ever ask for. You know, you get good education, you get good learning, you get great people, great environment. Um, you get food for breakfast, you get food for lunch, you get a nice happy hour. That's all taken care of. And I think when you think of destination Con Eds, it's it's really awesome because you know it's a two it's a twofold, right? You get education, you get your CEUs. And then you get to have fun after or before. And I think um, just going to normal places where you would just go and just take a class and then go home and then not really interact with other classmates and not really apply anything is kind of like what everybody's doing. And this way you kind of have time to kind of just relax and think about what you learned about, get away from uh, all the stresses that's usually around you, and uh, you kind of just focus on what you're trying to do. Um, so it's been a great experience. I'm hoping to be involved a bit more and have a few more courses.
You mentioned uh, in your clinical practice you're using blood flow restriction. I was wondering uh, what turned you on to that in you know, a research article or you saw someone else doing it. Like, How did you come about adding that to your uh, repertoire? Yeah, I've been wanting to do uh, blood flow restriction for quite some time now. This was back when I was still at USC. Um, I know I was first getting involved with it with some of the guys over at Stanford. Um, they were talking about the real benefits of what uh, blood flow restriction was all about. And so then kind of got, got in contact with um, Johnny Owens and, and his group and um, took his course back in early 2016 to became certified and really was the only person in Orange County who was doing blood flow restriction uh, targeting with, with the Delphi unit. That's the, the only FDA-approved one. Um, so really got excited about it, really started using it. I have two units now in my office, so we do a lot of bilateral training. Um, we do with upper body, lower body, and, and we use it right away after post-op ACLs, post-op Achilles tendon ruptures, anything, and we've found really, really good results with it. So it's a great um, tool to add to your toolbox. I'm not saying it's the only thing I do, um, but it's a, just another added tool that's really beneficial, and the patients, they hate it, but they love it because it's really, it's really painful to do. Not painful, but it really kind of stresses them a lot, and uh, but they enjoy it. Yeah, and I hear a lot of the uh, research coming up is going to validate a lot of what's going on. It's yeah. Probably, it's yet to be published. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually interesting you bring that up, Randall, because um, we talked to Marcy, Her- yeah, Marcy Her- Hayes, Hayes yeah. and uh, she was talking about how great the, that's, that the product is and, and how there's a lot of research now starting to evolve and come out. We're actually excited because Johnny's coming out next month yeah. with us in Vegas, so I'm really stoked to hear him speak. I know, Drew, you've, you've spoke uh, highly of him, so yeah. we're really excited to have that. You, you know, it's actually interesting because Randall kind of beat me to the punch. I was going to ask you a little bit about BFR, but then the other thing I wanted to ask you is about is I, I follow your feed on Instagram, and I always see you u- utilizing a lot of different stuff. Like, I wasn't really versed on a lot of the percussion kind of instruments or even the Kaizen Vector stuff that you're using. And um, I'm starting to see you use a lot of a lot of different kinds of unique um, or innovative products. Is there anything, any product outside of BFR which you also like to use in the clinic? Yeah, um, Theragun has been a really cool tool because it's it's not only used as a um, massage or soft tissue percussive therapy unit, but we can also use it as biofeedback. So, like if you're really trying to target someone's quad to turn on. During an exercise, I'll use that right on the quad to give them some, in you know, some feedback on where I need that muscle to turn on, where they need their brain to kind of turn on. So Theragun's been really, really cool device, and, um, and they keep on coming out with newer units that's, you know, making it more up to date. Um, and also we have, uh, you know, the KZN vectors, which allow us to do multi-directional resistance. Um, and you can easily change the resistance that you want just through a single tube, so you don't have to worry about changing multiple bands or anything like that. And all you need to do is connect it to something stable, and there's every strap that you can think of that's that's available um, that you can want to use for the hip, the ankle, the trunk, all of that. Um, another unit that we use for uh, for different kind of cold and heat therapy is something called Kelvy. It's... Um, it's a 
therapy. It's a hydrotherapy unit which doesn't involve any ice or water, and all the technology is in the pads itself. So you can ice someone, you can heat someone, you can do contrast uh, right away, and and not have the worry about ice or water being involved. Um, so it's a really uh, really cool unit. Well, we really appreciate you being here in Kauai. Um, appreciate you guys. If people wanted to, this is like a this is like a mini like reunion, like yeah. a residency reunion. Uh, me and Drew and Jesse, uh, the gentleman who were holding the clinic out here in Kauai, he rock, um, rock PT. Rock PT. Uh, we were all in residency in 2008, I believe. Yeah. Um, if people wanted to get a hold of you online or like social media, where would be a good place for them to for them to find you? Yeah. So our website is www.modusspecialists.com. Uh, two S's in the middle and S at the end. Um, and then our uh, handle is um, at Modus Specialists as well. So M-O-T-U-S Specialists with an S at the end. And um, yeah, a lot of our feed, we're, we're really looking into you know adding more content and wanting to see what people are really interested in and really pushing our blog a lot more now, our newsletter. So sign up for for new information on different uh, techniques that we're using, different products, and how you know we can make this uh, profession a lot better and more efficient. Yeah, I want to just say that uh, that's one of the best Instagram feeds out there for physical therapists because there's a lot. We're I'm not we're not going to name anyone, but over happy hour we're looking at all the bad ones. <laughs> and uh, I would just want to say, Modus Specialist is one of the good ones. Like very good if you want to see like top athletes getting treated you know regular patients getting treated on uh, instagram models which we saw today yeah. it has everything wow. so <laughs> I, <laughs> so follow yeah, uh modus specialist on instagram yeah yeah <laughs> exactly all right and uh yeah it's a great lecture congratulations uh it's been awesome man yeah i've learned a lot thanks again yeah thank you guys Thanks again to Coach Brian Part on Instagram for the beats. We'd also like to thank Drew Morcos for being a fantastic guest on the Jet Set Rehab Education podcast. If you want to take some con ed in travel destinations, go to jetsetrehaben.com and check out what we have for registration. Thank you for listening.